When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, our number two on a Monday. NFL playoffs are set. Super wild card weekend. Two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then... ESPN couldn't resist it. ABC couldn't resist it. It hit me over the weekend. I've been wondering for a, I was wondering for a few days. Well, wonder when the Cowboys game's going to be. And I went, wait a minute. There's no way Monday Night Football is going to resist Cowboys at Tom Brady. There's no way. And that's what happened. Is that going to be the best game we see? Probably not. If a certain version of those two teams show up, it may be the worst playoff game you've ever watched. But, oh, my God, it's so interesting. Like, there's just so much there. Zay had a perfect line for this earlier. It's Chad and Zay on a Monday, by the way. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We're going to talk to Joe Cook next hour. Normally, we have Joe on Mondays at 1. We'll talk to him next hour about all kinds of Longhorn stuff. Zay, I thought you said it perfectly earlier, though. Whoever loses the Cowboys-Bucks game, that becomes – it's almost like there's more punishment for losing that game than you get the reward for winning that game. Yeah. Yeah, because both teams, they got to wonder what's going to happen in the offseason with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All eyes are on Tom Brady and what he's going to do. We heard rumors this season about him going to the Bay, especially with their you know, question mark at quarterback or how Trey Lance, how is he going to be coming back from that injury? What Jimmy Garoppolo's situation? Are they going to ride with Brock Purdy? A lot of that depends on, you know, what happens with them in the playoffs. But Tom Brady, he wants to go back home to that area of California where he's from and would like to play for the San Francisco 49ers. It seems like then on the Cowboys side, Dak Prescott has been not the best this year. Seven straight interceptions in seven straight games. All the pick sixes. Him and tied with David Mills at 15. And he only played he played five less games this season from the average starting quarterback, you would say. So that's both of those questions going in. Plus, we know what Tony Pollard's situation, him not, you know, him being a free agent. So yeah, a lot of questions with both teams. And whoever loses, it's gonna be brutal. So that's a week from tonight. Now going back to yesterday's game. We've been we've been doing a lot of have you ever seen that right now in the world of football where, where you know this that Demar Hamlin story it was a lot of that man I've never seen that I've never seen that Zay have you ever seen an NFL quarterback come that close to throwing a pick could have been a pick six and then go right back to it the very next play and throw the pick six because mm. I don't think I've ever seen that I'm 48 years old now I've been watching football since I was basically five. Somewhere in there. Four or five years old is when I fell for watching football. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. The guy could have, certainly could have picked it, but then he slips and he dropped it. And Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott decide we're going right back to it immediately. We have no rhythm. We have no pace. We have, we've, we've just completely come out of this, out of the gates, clunking it up all over this field. 
but we're going to go try that again, and he throws the pick six. What a, what a weird trap game it was. Zay, I'd have taken him off the field after 13-6, and I know you're running the risk there of what happens if the Giants come back on the Eagles and all that stuff. I would have let him have the momentum of the touchdown pass to Lamb, and I would have told him all at halftime, fellas, take your stuff off. Yeah. Like, we, we, I don't know, there's no way we're fighting back. And then once you left them in, what did, he, what did they go till four minutes to go? Your best defensive player just gets more and more hurt every week, Micah Parsons. Don't play him in this He's game. He's holding that I've hand. Been, and, I've been telling y'all, ugh. leave him in Dallas. Lie. You have. Lie you, about when we leave. You should have said it, man. The flight leaves at 6 a.m. Micah, we leaving at 8. But, Coach, we usually don't leave at 8. This week we're doing things different. Yeah. We're gonna, just, give me, we want to yeah, let you rest. We want to let you rest. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you more sleep. Then Mike comes to the, Micah comes to the airport and says, what the hell, where you guys go? Sorry, man, because somehow he just has some type of mental – advantage on Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, whoever, and when he says let me play, those guys can't tell him no, obviously. Like, he got hurt again and came back, like you said, holding the hand, got the club hand and stuff, hair nappy as hell. Everything's just not looking good right now when it's supposed to be looking. You want to ride with some momentum into the playoffs, and they're riding with zero. Luckily, they're playing the worst team in the NFC that's in the playoffs right now, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, again, we'll be talking about it all week. They got that guy. That way, they do. when it comes to this time of year, he just steps up. No matter who he has on this team, he just steps up. Yeah, and the other thing, the reason, like I've already said clearly, people, if you people know me, you know, I was born a Cowboys fan, but I'm also a Bucks fan. Um, and so these are my two teams playing. I know you're not supposed to have two, but I have two. I break a lot of rules when it comes to sports fandom. Um, but I've already declared weeks ago, I'm rooting for the Cowboys in this game. But ultimately, I'm going to probably pick the Bucks, and it's really simple as to why. Their clunky is better than the Cowboys' clunky. Both teams can get there, but the Bucks and also the Bucks, I feel like they're going to be a little healthier in key spots. They've been banged up all year. We yeah. know that. I think they're getting healthier in a couple key areas, but I think their clunky is better than the Cowboys' clunky. And you just said it. Who are you snapping the football to? I'm, you know, right now I'm going to trust that Tom Brady's going to make more good decisions than Dak is. People are texting in. Dak has shown what kind of quarterback he is. Um, that he is tough to say it, Yo. but it's true. And then this game, uh, somebody's saying it's a win-win for them if the Cowboys lose. McCarthy's gone, and Sean Payton <laughs> comes in. I don't know if that happens. If we win, there's another game to play in the playoffs. Remember, Cowboys fans, Sean Payton's going to interview with the Broncos. Yeah. Maybe this week. A lot of people interviewing with the Broncos. Hardball, Michigan. He's interviewing with the Broncos. That's a good job. Russell Wilson's still a good quarterback, even though he didn't have a good season. I do not know why. I mean, I kind of get some of those ingredients. I don't know why Cowboys fans are hanging on to the idea of Sean Payton. I tried to let that go years ago. Because he once wore the star. He did, right. But then they let him get away. Yeah. They let him get away. And Bad they, move. And they never truly went after him again. So I don't know if they'll actually do that. Uh, so I, I get some of the notion there. And I understand they're not going to start this game down 20 points. And I know somebody nailed it, I think, on the text line. They played it like it was a preseason game, and it just ended up being a bad preseason game. 
Because you could tell they weren't, they didn't have an edge to them right away. Punter can't even catch a punt. Yo, Brian Anger, you made me happy, but I know you made a oh lot of people God. angry. And then the punt returner can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just everybody was off right from the beginning. So you hope they can just clean out, clean out the system, cleanse it out, and, and get ready to go next Monday night. But it is going to be tough. Uh, but you bring it up. I mean, by the by, what we've seen this year. The best version of all these teams and the worst version, if you can get the worst version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cowboys can go win that game. They can absolutely win that game because when the Bucs go clunky, it's clunky. Yeah. They can go They can go quarter, quarter and a half, two and a half, three and a half. We, we've watched them this year go three-fourths of a game playing nothing but garbage football, but then he wakes up at the end. Yeah. And Brady makes a couple throws, and he gets him out of it. And remember how good that defense has played for Tampa. That's the other key. Right now, because of injuries, I think going into this game, I trust the Bucks' defense to stand up a little more than I trust the Cowboys because they're so banged up. The Bucks have gotten healthier over the year. I think they're going to be able to, you know, to contain the Cowboys' run game. Yeah, Cowboys – only bright spot I could say, it seemed like they were looking forward to this game. Like they do, okay, yeah, we're already in the playoffs. They were probably like, why is Coach playing us? You know, C.D. Lamb, all those guys, they're playing, Ezekiel Elliott, why are we playing? Maybe Dak Prescott needs more reps because he didn't play the full 18 this year like the rest of the crew, but, hey, why? what's the point? This yeah. game, They played like that. They played like we shouldn't be playing. Like our first teamers – we're pretty banged up. It's been a really grueling season. You play in the toughest division in the NFL. That takes a lot out of you. Playing against Philadelphia twice takes a lot out of you. Number one seed. Mm-hmm. Playing against Giants twice takes a lot out of you. They're a playoff team. The Commanders were right there. So, Cowboys, they've had a very grueling schedule. And, yeah, going into Tampa next week, I think they could win this game. But it's going to be hard to go against the GOAT. And with the chemistry that he had, they were kind of checked out, too, against the Falcons, plus, you know, they took out their, uh, um, they took Brady and those guys out, what, in halftime? Like mid-second quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, they were checked out too, but the way that they looked the previous week against the Carolina Panthers, Brady and Mike Evans, three deep touchdowns. Yep. Uh, yeah, Trayvon Diggs, he better lease up them cleats tight because yeah. that's going to be a tough matchup for him. And with the way Cowboys looked as a whole, yeah. <laughs> see, now my mind's changing just like that. Now I'm just thinking about the game and thinking about what I saw yesterday. Uh-huh. And I love when the Cowboys wear the blues, too. They just wasted the blues. They did. Oh, they wasted every bit of that one. Yeah, it was like they told the starters they were going to play like a minute before kickoff. <laughs> Like, was there no discussions about what the plan was and what everybody was thinking? I mean, you had a chance at the one seed and the division, but you couldn't do that real time. You couldn't see, like, 19 nothing Eagles and realize, all right, we're shutting it down, boys. You couldn't watch the Niners, but just watch that scoreboard. It was pretty definitive. Get them out. Yeah. Cooper Rush, took, Cooper Rush grabbed his helmet with, like, four minutes to go. That's just crazy to me. The, the game you're watching there, you got to get out of that thing. But anyway, Cowboys, Bucks, that'll come up next week. We've been hitting the NFL today. We've been hitting some of the Longhorn stuff today. There's good and bad news if you're a Longhorn fan. And maybe the bad news isn't even horrific news, like Zay said earlier. But first to the good news, recruiting-wise, Jelani McDonald adds to the 23 class. He chooses Texas at uh, at the All-Star game over the weekend. I believe TCU was also a hat sitting on that table. So Jelani McDonald adds to that class. Texas up to number three in pretty much all the team rankings you're looking at. Uh, also, how about this for good news? Christian Jones is coming back. 
big big, ri- big right tackles, eh? That's he, big sa- tough. he says, you know what, uh, Jordan Whittington? They think you've been here a long time. How about a sixth year? How about a COVID year, baby? Yeah. Let's come back and do it again. Longhorn's offensive line is going to come back in a big, big way in 2023. They're bringing back pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Christian Jones isn't no Jonathan Ogden, but he is a veteran offensive lineman that played pretty well this season. The whole line played pretty solid. I'll give them a B. You know, obviously Kelvin Banks sticks out for everyone. But yeah, Christian Jones being at that right tackle, I thought he was solid this year. Uh, clearly the NFL, they weren't you know digging with what he put out there. Well, digging enough where it was worth trying to go in the draft and yeah you need all the bodies you could get when it comes to your offensive linemen and that offensive line room it's getting pretty thick and you like that you know you're going to need that going into the SEC you need those big guys and yeah I like Christian Jones coming back for a six year that is big big time stuff uh, the other thing that of course it's big time moving forward will be Texas needing a wide receivers coach because Brennan Marion is going to go to UNLV as the OC because Bobby Petrino is going from UNLV to A&M as the OC. Uh, so Brennan Marion is, uh, and, and of course, best of luck to Coach Marion. He's uh, get, taking that go-go offense to the most go-go city in America, uh, Las Vegas. That'll fit perfectly, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't knock him. I ain't mad at it. No, I mean, it, you know, he's got. It, I guess he feels like he needs to take this opportunity. It's one of those many situations we've seen. People have been in in these situations. People are driving around right now, remembering a job they couldn't say no to. Yeah. You got that offer. Were you absolutely ready? Maybe not. Were you absolutely qualified? Maybe not. But they offered. They told me what they were going to pay me, and I said yes. Uh, So I know a lot of people have that story, and that ultimately I think is what Brendan Marion is going to try to do, continue to build his name on the offensive side of the ball. So now the Longhorns will need a new receivers coach. Let's see what uh, Steve Sarkeesian does there. Let's see what kind of contacts he's got at the receiver position to uh, to help this group out because it's going to be critical moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just like that offensive line group, the wide receiver room, it's going to be thick. you got Isaiah Nair coming back from the ACL injury. I don't know how 100% healthy he's going to be at the first game of September, but hopefully he can get back there and give you some production, a lot of production in 2023. We know Jordan Winnington. He announced that he was coming back next year. That's absolutely huge. So with, along with the guys that you got now, we know we know uh, Xavier Wardy still on the fence, and we know the Florida Horns fans did not make him very feel very welcome with his performance in the Alamo Bowl with the way they lit his ass up on social media. Mm. So he's definitely thinking about that transfer portal. And it's hard to knock somebody that's thinking about the transfer portal the way that they hammered on him. But, yeah, those two drops were big. Hopefully Xavier Wordy comes back because the Horns are better with him than without him. Mm-hmm. You add all those guys in the class coming up in 2023. And, yeah, Longhorn wide receiver room should look good. So if you are a wide receiver coach and you see that – It should be very exciting to want to come to the 40 Acres and work with those guys. Coming up at 2.05, we'll talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com, see if there's any names he's hearing so far in terms of Texas and the wide receivers coach position. Also, uh, in the NFL today, if you're just jumping in, Lovey Smith was fired yesterday by the Texans. 
after they lost the number one pick in the draft in one of the craziest endings to a game you could ever see. And then Arizona fires Cliff Kingsbury today. J.J. Watt, of course, retiring after the game yesterday. But they lost seven in a row to finish. And it just... It, it was not coming together for Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, we'll see where the next move is for him. Is it a head coaching position? Would it be at an OC position and then back to head coaching at some point? Uh, we're going to have to see there. But Cliff Kingsbury done in Arizona. Haven't heard anything else today. Zay, you still thinking Ron Rivera saved it yesterday with, yeah. by beating the Cowboys? Cowboys, come on, man. Somebody texted us today, hey, wait, there's such a mess in Washington. Who would want that job? True. That's why they think Rivera is safe, because they're just going to make him eat the problem. True. Uh, yeah. You buy that? Yeah. That's, I guess. he's highly. That's a highly respected dude in the business. Very respected. But with everything that they've been going through, who knows how much of it's, I mean, behind the scenes, the ownership group, the mess that they've gone through. Like the, the most normal thing they've done the last few years is change the logo, change the logo and name. Everything else has just been weird. One of the dumbest things they did was pay Carson Wentz that money. Yeah. Why, why are we paying them that money if we're the commanders? Yeah. What are we doing? He did not have that good of a season in Indianapolis for you to pay him. He is not that same Carson Wentz that was winning MVPs and basically leading this team to Super Bowls until Foles took over. That Carson Wentz is gone. So when they gave him that paper, they should have known stuff like this was coming. They should have known. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, the fact that they went 8-8-1 eight, eight and one with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke and all this, Ron Rivera, he did all right if you look at it like that. But – not knowing that they could be knocked out the playoffs, not playing Taylor Heineke in Week 17 where you're still able to get in the playoffs if you were to win, win out, then, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal to look at their situation. But whatever. Oh, well. I hadn't looked at this yet, but you just, for some reason, jogged my memory to look it up. Sam Howell's QBR was 44.5 yesterday. Dax was 14.8. <sighs> Sam Howell's rating was 83. Dax was 45.8. And let me give Dak the benefit of the doubt because he had 15 picks this year. Four of them probably weren't his fault. Four of there them. Were some that there were some. Noah Brown yeah. dropped a couple. Dalton Schultz had his or Hendershot, one of those tight ends. Ferguson, they dropped some. But, yeah, that's not good, Dak. No, and here's the other thing: the combination of the offensive line, the way Kellen Moore looks at offense, the running backs themselves. Yesterday, it was two point four per carry. Elliott had eight carries. Pollard had seven. That's the other part of this Buccaneer matchup that I do not like for Dallas Zay because I don't trust the Cowboys to run. The Bucks are a team that'll run too much. The Cowboys are the one that run, will not run enough, and we've watched this happen. But at two point four, Kellen Moore is going to say, "Why should I run?" Why would I run? We're not effectively running the ball. They don't have the offensive line put together the way they need to right now, and that therefore they're not able to get that run game going. So they're turning to number four for more opportunities, bigger situations, and bigger throws. And we watched what happened yesterday. That's a kind of, that that's my worry for the Cowboys in this Bucks game is that they're going to get themselves into a troublesome kind of game, and they're going to ask Dak's arm to get him out of it. And then we are going to see a circus the bad way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows how healthy he is with that thumb? 
You know, who knows how much that affects him every time he throws the ball because he just doesn't look the same as he once did. Mm-mm. Like, some, something looks really off. And his decision-making does have a lot to do with those interceptions, not just, you know, the ball being accurate or not. But, yeah, it's you're right, man. They just they give up on that run game, and it's a lot due to the offensive line just being mixed and matched and guys being injured and in and out the lineup. But now with all the – defensive problems you had that's what they could rely on at one point of the season okay even though our offense looks all screwed up our defense will be able to get stop after stop to where our offense even putting up 20 will be good well that's not the case because you just lost way too many in that secondary Micah Parsons is now banged up and they're just not that same defense you once were at the beginning of the season where Cooper Rush was getting you dubbed so now the key for this game will be let's see who all is able to come back and play yeah right if is is it is Leighton Vander Esch back can Biotish come back and play at center just how much health can the Cowboys put on the field next Monday night is big which might be a little advantage for they get to wait as late as possible yeah right all the way to next Monday night after everybody else has played Saturday Sunday maybe that's something good for the Cowboys in terms of you know the injury stuff but you're right Chad it's like Mike McCarthy he stood up on the bus right when they got to the same so hey hey wait everybody hold on before we get in there Starters are playing today. Well, all week. All week they just been, hey, Dak, you're good. And then he just turned and ran. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what? What Was it a secret? (laughs) Dude. Oh, man. He'd be like, don't worry, guys. We brought pads for everyone. (laughs) We brought helmets for everyone just in case. Dalton Schultz is thinking, I didn't even bring my helmet. Yeah. My helmet's not even here, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right there, and you're starting. Oh, really? I didn't realize. Oh, it's one of those games where cats were probably sharing helmets. Often the defense, sharing helmets. <sighs> just That's how discombobulated they looked yesterday. Six points. Like, you know it's bad when the only touchdown you get, you don't make the PAT. No, they didn't. You just smoke it. Dude, <laughs> Guys are handing helmets to each other. Hey, man, this one's got the radio in it. Check it out. It's crazy. It's like God's talking to you. All right, fine. Jeez. Cowboys lose it 26-6. to Washington threw 36 minutes of time of possession on them with Sam Howell. That somehow is a real thing. All right, coming up, we'll get you a Flex 30 segment All-American game yesterday, including the Longhorns adding somebody to the recruiting class and a big upset in high school basketball in the area. Zay will tell you a little bit about it. Don't move. It's the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price.
Interesting. This is a little bit before I might have known who he was, but that sounds like Udo to me. So is this Except? Except, yeah. Okay, yeah. What's the song called? I'm a rebel. Rebel. Okay. Yeah, I've not heard this particular Except song before, but ain't no, but one person screams like Udo screams. And by the way, I think if I've told you, Udo's literally, he's like 5'4". Five, 5'3", five, something like Little bitty dude <laughs> would stand up there with all the leather and stuff on and just scream like that. Man, they were, they were something. All right, Except, Roger, I'm going to try... Vuderus, Voiderus, somebody I've never heard of from the 70s, and Christopher Cross, which somehow was able to um, pick earlier in the show. I don't know that I'm proud of that or not, but I did today, was able to uh, figure out Christopher Cross. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. Lots of stuff that we're trying to unpack, figure out how the Cowboys lost that game yesterday that way, and they get ready for Tampa Bay. Uh, the Longhorns with some good news recruiting-wise, with Jelani McDonald joining the class, with Christian Jones coming back for another year, and then moderate bad news. We're not going to call this awful news, but when you have to change something on the coaching staff, uh, that's something that you got to pay attention to. Brennan Marion moving on to UNLV, and so the Longhorns do need a new receivers coach. Plus, the Texas basketball team seems to be comfortable in the state of Oklahoma. They found a way to win in Norman. They found a way to win in Stillwater. So if nothing else, Zay, you have officially pissed off those two groups of fan bases, like those two fan bases. So that's good. They'll get over it. Yeah. Well, They'll be all right. No, nah, uh, they won't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they Their Texas hatred runs deep, so they yeah. won't get over that one anytime soon. But I did like – uh, I like the fight that Texas showed. It's that old saying in basketball about if you pack your defense, I'm not saying you're, you, may, you may need other stuff, but packing your defense can help, uh, and, and can, it can help hold the game sometimes where you need it to be. That game felt like it was 32-24 to 24 for an hour and a half. Yeah, that felt like there was no shot clock in that game. That's how slow-paced yeah. it felt in the way. But, yeah, the horns just get any win you can, especially on the road. And, you know, two key moments of the game came from Brock Cunningham. He yes. had two yep. huge threes when Oklahoma State, they were making a little comeback, and the score was 40-39 to 39 Texas. Brock Cunningham hits a big three, 43-39, to 39, which, like you said, with how just – hard it was to score a four-point lead feels like an eight-point lead in that type of game depending on the shot and that three that was just a big time moment and then you fast forward a little bit it was around 50 to 46 uh three minutes to go Brock Cunningham hits another huge three to kind of ice the game so yeah coach Terry and his coaching staff they clearly have a whole lot of confidence in Brock Cunningham and shout out to Brock Cunningham for working on his game every single year he's become a pretty solid shooter. He's not going to be no Chris Mullen out there just lighting up threes all the time, but if you give him enough time, if he's standing still, spot up, you know, feet set, he can knock you down some, and he hit two huge ones in Stillwater on Saturday. Yeah, I've seen way too many basketball games where if you're on the road and you have an eight-point lead, but you can't extend it, you can't get it to 10 or 12 or 11 or 13, sometimes you pay for that. Yeah. And I kept thinking, ooh, this isn't enough. It's not enough. Eight-point halftime lead. I was like, they got to get this up to 10, 12, something like that because Oklahoma State's probably got a run in them. Texas, I thought, fought really hard through that. Love the fact that they're shooting free throws that well. 
on the road in both of the Oklahoma environments. Now they've got to come home on Wednesday night and uh, and defend the home court and play well at Moody Center against TCU. 8 o'clock start, 7.30 on the pregame. So the Longhorns did react pretty well. You could tell they got in the gym and got after the defense. Coach Terry, after the game, even admitted, yeah, our offense was probably hurt by the fact that all we did was defense. Yeah. All we did was defense after what K-State did to us. So they've got to balance that out a little bit. But after showing how much they could give up in a game, they really showed you how much they could clamp down uh, in Stillwater. That, that part of it was impressive, man. Holding anybody to 46 in college basketball, even in this version of college basketball where the Coach Bennett's and others live and they want to keep the scoring down, holding somebody to 46, you're always going to have a chance. Always going to have yeah. a chance, Chad. And think about how much of an exhale this game was for these guys, knowing that all this Chris Beard stuff – for them, is over with. And they could just focus on basketball and know that, okay, we know our coach this year is going to be Coach Terry, so we're all in. We know Coach Beard isn't coming back. He just got canned. Then we just focused on hoops. Instead of, you know, during that Kansas State game, we still didn't know what was going on. So that team was playing mm. each and every game, each and every practice, coming into the facilities with that gray cloud over the campus. Now it's been over with, and they could just focus on hoops, and I thought we saw that on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Texas, nice win there uh, at Oklahoma State. We've talked about that today. Uh, also, since we're talking college basketball, we'll transition into a little bit of high school basketball and get you a couple other things in the flex segment. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Zay, try not to smile too much as you tell people about Buta Johnson upsetting Westlake <laughs> in basketball. Now, it wasn't like that football string, right? They hadn't, maybe not, didn't have that many, but they'd won a whole bunch of di- in, district games in a row, yeah, right? Yeah, they were like 85 straight games in district play. Whew. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of that has to do with guys like Matthew Meyer or Brock Cunningham, Will Baker. So they've had some squads, but shout out to Buda Johnson. They handled their business seventy to forty two. Blew out Westlake seventy to forty two. Oh, they put it on them. Oh my like, god, it's Buda Johnson teams for real. I remember me and Roger Wallace. We had it on KBVO last year when they were fifth A and they played against Leander Rouse and they beat the brakes off Leander Rouse and that was the second round of the playoffs. So. I didn't know how they would be moving up to 6A, but they've been good. And a lot of that had to do with, you know, guys that they had last year are still there. They still have a lot of, you know, underclassmen guys like Sam McKinney, the junior, who's 6'6", has stupid bounce. You know, he's real athletic, can shoot it a little bit. He's a tough matchup. Quentin Hairston, he might be one of the best players nobody talks about in the area. He's tough to stay in front of. He does crazy finishes when he gets to the rim, left hand, right hand, scoop layups, reverse layups, great foot control, great Euro step. And, yeah, they're a tough ball club. That I don't, I don't think they're going to lose any games in wow. district. They got a really tough one tomorrow against Lake Travis, but they're focused. I want to say they've only lost two games all season. Jackson Vandergaard, their uh, point guard, he's tough. He can light it up. Sometimes he gets 10 assist games, 11 assist games. So, yeah, Buda Johnson beating Westlake by that.
that much. It might be an upset to us, but it ain't no upset to them. That was a serious win in 26 6A. That's big time. Yeah, go to flxatx.com for the full schedule and basketball games that are coming up right now. Snoop and the crew have you covered. Uh, also, we talked about the All-American game last week. Our own Rod Babers was there as part of the coaching group for the, the Combine. And if you watched it on Saturday, there were some local guys uh, there. It's interesting, even in an All-Star game, though, it is proof that in football, if you have trouble blocking, you have a tough time doing what you want to do. Uh, my man Austin Novaside from Dripping Springs had a little trouble finding just space. Yeah. Had trouble finding a pocket. The young man who's going to Ohio State that was on that West team with him just had trouble doing what they wanted to do. They were able to to show off a little bit, but it was really the East team that had a chance to show off. Dante Moore, the young man that's going to UCLA, he was the MVP, and man, does he look good. That is a serious get for Chip Kelly uh, there. Also, Aiden Childs that's going to be at Oregon State. He looked good as well. Um, now, Quentin Joyner did have some a couple good runs. Uh, he, they were able to get him a, a, you know, going a little bit, and I thought Ryan Niblett looked good. If I'm a Texas fan, I, I liked what I saw out of uh, – I think he was wearing number 15 in the game on Saturday, but he had a couple moments too. Yeah, definitely excited about Ryan Niblett and what he could bring at the wide receiver position. I think he's one of those guys that could be an attract guy. You'll see him return punts and kicks also, so he'll be way more worth than just a wide receiver guy coming in. But you mentioned the UCLA commit, and you, people got to get it out of their head. Heads, UCLA, they're jumping into the Big Ten in a couple of years. So yeah. that's going to be some big time football. Seeing yep. you know that guy, the five star, that what's his name, Moore, Dante Moore, Dante Moore. Yeah, it, seeing Dante Moore playing the Big Ten yeah. against some of those heavy hitters like Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. And you know why it matters to him that UCLA is going to the Big Ten? He is from Michigan. There it is. I didn't realize that when I tuned into the game. The interviewer asks him that, and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's perfect. So now you've got kids that would think kids from the Midwest that are badasses, they'll go out to UCLA or USC knowing that the family will get to see them play a few games yeah. a year. Yeah. And then they'll go from that cold-ass weather that they're in, they'll come to Westwood and see women walking around in bikinis to campus and stuff. They'll be right. like, hmm. This is different. Mom and dad still have to bundle up, but I don't, and uh. they can still watch me play? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, Dante Moore can sling it, man. They, uh, they, He looked really, really good. We'll talk more about that as we go through the week, but the All-American game was fun to watch. And as UCLA, too, you could get hot tubs in your jo- dorm room and stuff. Remember Josh Rosen? Heck yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can basically do anything you want up there. Hey, I've been to – I've never been to the USC campus. I've seen Stanford, and I've seen UCLA and yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. Westwood's a special place. Both both of those are really really impressive. I can see how somebody would have a tough time saying no. Uh, so if you have any thoughts on the All American game, let us know. The local products had a couple moments, but um, boy, the, uh, the 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 East side of things uh, with some of those guys that are going to Bama and Ohio State and others, man, they looked really really good. Georgia is getting a lot of those guys. They definitely ended up being the better team. It was a blowout uh, pretty much throughout. So some of the local 
local guys had a little tough time finding their footing in that one. We'll be talking about that one throughout the week. We'll be talking more about the championship game coming up. Also at 2.05, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com to talk about the Longhorns' additional get in the recruiting class, Christian Jones coming back, and the Longhorns need a wide receivers coach after the weekend's news. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. Uh, Up next, though, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us. Hang on. This is the horn. This has to be the first time anybody's ever followed except with Madonna. That has to be. Well done. What you talking about? Well done. This is Madonna, right? Yes, Madonna. Yes. Except followed by Madonna. Ah. Well done. That's now that's that's a good curveball right there. This is uh This is like early run Madonna, right? Like mid eighties? Yeah. yeah, it's off the like a virgin album. Okay, so yeah, we're early on. Yeah. Yeah. First record. God, some catchy stuff right from the beginning from Madonna. All right. What is was it, it about her? Was it just the nobody seen the sex appeal? I don't know, but people made a huge deal about it. I didn't get it. I, I get it now. I think it was the. It just. It, I don't know. It just had the right combination. She was not hard to look at, but wasn't afraid to be a little edgy and dirty. Right. And then it was catchy as hell. Like it was really good, catchy pop. And then later, and then it, then it just kind of built on itself. The dance music folks liked her, and then she became kind of the next wave of like a like a share or Liza Minnelli or whatever, where the gay community really ah, they fixed on they they fixated on that's her very true. a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. So you just had all these different things working at the same time, and then you would also have like just norm, what you might consider just your normal average like a housewife or something. Rocking out to Madonna as well. She just crossed over to so many areas. Yeah, good point. She was monstrous. How huge. You couldn't get away from her, man. Watching MTV, like you could not avoid Madonna. Yeah. There was a moment where, to me, it was like a three-headed monster of Madonna, Prince, and Michael Jackson. You were going to see one of those three a lot. Yeah, if you slept with Tupac, Dennis Rodman, and Prince... You're a legend. <laughs> she's a legend. Oh, she's unreal, man. She is unreal. All right, Madonna, except Roger Voyageris. Voyageris. I'm going to pronounce it differently every time. And Christopher Cross have all been on the show today. Joe Cook is going to be on the show coming up at 2.05. His thoughts on where the Longhorns look for a new receivers coach if uh, Brendan Marion does indeed end up at UNLV. I say that because, you know, when Bobby Petrino is involved in a story at all, I assume it could go the other way. So just, Very true. Just double-check it. Now, I'm sure Brendan Marion, unlike Bobby Petrino, will actually, uh, you know, do what he says he's going to do for UNLV. He'll actually live up to the promise and say, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be the guy. We'll see. Or he could just leave the next year like he did us. Petrino took that job on December 15th. And then, like, three weeks later was gone. There's nothing in place 
There's nothing in place that could stop something like that. Come on now. I don't know. Petrino to Vegas, that just sounds like disaster. That is true. That <laughs> is just, true. He probably made the best decision for him. For what? Not to go to Vegas, to go to College Station because, yeah. Yeah, somebody needs to start. Not as much temptation. Somebody needs to start telling those Aggie jokes when you go from Vegas to College Station. <laughs> It's a bit of a change. As much as I like College Station, it is definitely not Las Vegas. I will definitely, uh, I'll, I'll be on that limb, no problem. All right, uh, so we got a lot of football to get to today. And, of course, Georgia and TCU getting ready for tonight. One other quick note in college football before we get to where we at in society. Cam Rising coming back to Utah. Look out, Pac-12. He's coming back again. Man, he has had such a great run there, and he's coming back for his senior year. Feels like his eighth or ninth year. Feels like he's been, he's there, been there forever. He's been there for a minute. This will be his senior year, though. Cam Rising will be back, and hopefully they get, for his sake, I hope they get back to the Rose Bowl and he actually gets to finish it and they win it. Two years in a row now. Go to the game, get hurt during the game, and they lose. It's happened to him twice now. Jeez. So hopefully he can finish. First time it was concussions, this time it was something else. This time it was structural. Yeah, that's bad luck. Yeah, it was a leg or something. I hated to see it for him. I was rooting like hell for Utah against Penn State, but it did not happen for him. All right, Zay, let's get some uh, where we at in society. Let's see what we got today. Where are we at in society today? Do I need to be looking at Twitter? Yeah, you do. All right. Check it out. I love this story. Oh, okay. So many of us can kind of relate to it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens here. A, <laughs> a woman is wanted for stealing fajita meat mm-hmm. from several grocery stores, including our beloved HEB. A okay. Laredo woman, her name is Marvina San Juanita Lopez. Okay. And yeah, she just hit up a Laredo HEB and stole $833 worth of the fajita meat, which in a way I can't blame her because the fajita meat is on point at HEB. Dude, so. They do a great job. They do a great job. This it's is, seasoned well, it's on point. This says five packages? Yeah, five packages. How does five packages cost $830? Inflation. Oh, my God. Uh, So, yeah, inflation's been crazy this year. That's nuts. She's still out there, though, so be careful. She's still at large? She's still at large. Nobody has found her yet. At large and cooking? Yeah, yeah, so be careful, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, be careful because she's still out here, and she will steal any type of food item if you let her. But the best part of this story, the mugshot that they have of her... She's rocking the San Antonio Spurs shirt. I was going to ask if she's still wearing that Spurs <laughs> gear. <laughs> so I don't know if Greg Popovich would be happy with this or no, but yeah, she's a thief, but she loves her Spurs. See, you don't want that because if you're the Spurs, you are also a proud partner of HEB. Yeah. Like they work together, all those commercials over the years of Tim and Tony Great and, commercials. and Manu and the Admiral and, and Popovich and everybody. Yeah, you don't want that. If I'm the Spurs, I would ask, hey, when you guys throw up her uh, mugshot the next time, can you crop that out, please? <laughs> no, you got to leave it. Can you crop her just below the neck so you don't see that she's wearing our gear? No, you got to leave it because she's a true Spurs fan. She's a true Texan. Because we'll know to look for her now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love H-E-B. Do I think I'll be this desperate to where I need to steal something from it? No, but... If I were that desperate, H-E-B would be a place I'd go to because H-E-B is the best. See, I would just go into some desperation coaching here. I'm not going to get into your situation to where, for this woman, I don't know what you need and don't need and how desperate you are, but I would just ask, $830 worth? Five packages? Why not one package? Yeah, what party is this? What are you... Is she hosting an event? I don't know. Right. What is going on? 
Is she hosting a big Spurs watch party? Can there... if she's just putting these in the freezer, then Cause Popov- that's concerning. Because Popovich told her before the season even started, this season is not worth big parties. <laughs> he already told us that. He's a realistic man this year. What in the world is she getting hyped about with the Spurs right now? I don't know. Come Maybe on. it's for the draft when the horn. I mean, when the Spurs get the number one pick and they get Victor Wimbenyama and free fajitas for everybody. Oh, she's planning a Wimbenyama party. That must be it. She's planning the Wimbenyama, uh, the big get. That is crazy. Yeah. So they're still looking for her and all this stolen meat. Is that what you're saying, telling me? Yeah. Do we know if she stole beef, chicken, or a combo? I don't know. Good question. When you go fajitas, what do you do? I'm not going to lie. She looks like a chorizo type of gal. <laughs> but they says fajita meat, so yeah, I would It could be chorizo. It could be beef, steak, chicken. Fajita. I'm a steak fajita guy. You go steak? Yeah. Okay. I like a good combo. Yeah. When I, put chi- when I have chicken in there, it makes me feel like I'm eating better. <laughs> Even if I'm slathering it with all the hot sauce and everything. No, it's chicken. I feel like I'm doing a lot better for myself. Yeah, she looks like she could uh, definitely handle herself. Oh, yeah. Definitely looks like she could handle herself. That's what I'm saying. So how is she stealing this? Is she coming in with the bag? Because I don't think they have a bag rule in Laredo like they do here in the ATX. So is she coming in with the bags, putting it in the bags, pretending to check out, go to self-checkout, maybe buying like one thing? And that then must be it, yeah. everybody else. She scanned a pack of gum and then took yeah, off. Yeah, it took, it took off, <laughs> yeah. which it could be done. That's got to be the ultimate thing because most of the grocery stores now are going to more and more scanning. And yeah, less nobody of, wants to work. I get it. And just less people. There's less people there, so there is more opportunities. There's more of us on the honor system, and there's probably more people taking advantage of it. Yeah. And she's one of them. She's headed to a Spurs I mean, I could game. definitely see her going out the door and then giving the bouncer slash security guy a one-two piece and making it out of there because she looks like she's ferocious. <laughs> like she, like this says that she's stolen from different supermarkets. This ain't her first rodeo. This is planned out. She's a tough one. Yeah, dude. She looks like she looks like a woman in the Rock's family that could handle yes. herself. Great point. You know? Yes. Yeah. She looks like a Johnson. <laughs> there you go. That might have tried out for football in like the seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> right. One of those, one of the girls where when they say, no, no, she wants to play football, <laughs> you have to hear the whole story. You can't, no, a girl can't. Well, wait, hold on. Before you say no, before you say no, and then you like, you have something set up where she's like smashing bricks and stuff. Oh, wait, maybe we need to let her play. Yeah. Maybe we need to let her play. Yeah, that's a different, different story. All right, there's where we at in society. Uh, be careful out there. If you're going to be, you're going to be stealing stuff for A, you shouldn't. But B, just watch. If you're wearing the gear, it might reflect badly on your team. All right, uh, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. Then we will get to January 9th and why it matters. Some big sports names with birthdays today, including one of the most famous name changers of my lifetime that has a birthday today. We will wish him a happy birthday and get you the big stories of the day, including Black Monday in the NFL. Kingsbury and Lovey Smith have already been fired. We're waiting to see if there's anybody else. Stay with us. It's the Horn.